Super Talk Mississippi media production. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. Welcome in, everybody. Welcome in. Glad to see you. Hold on. Hold on. Let me flip the screen. There we go. Welcome in. Glad to see you guys on this Wednesday. And a bunch of mock drafts have come out this morning. Uh, remind me to talk about those tomorrow. All right? Just remind me to talk about those tomorrow. Uh, Mel Kuyper's mock draft is out. Dane Brugler released his. Uh, Charles Cross is, is going to be a top 10 pick, possibly. Uh, really good stuff. Uh, I, I think Dane's had Charles Cross going number six to the Panthers, which is awesome uh, for, for Mississippi State. You wish that Cross could go play not for Matt Rule, but hey, a top 10 pick is a top 10 pick, and that's that's a really good sign for him. Uh, Corral somewhere between 18 and 20, depending on where uh, you look, whether it be uh, to the Steelers or to the Saints. And uh, if if you're not going to be a top 10 pick and get that money and that prestige, you would much rather go to New Orleans or Pittsburgh if you're a quarterback as opposed to Carolina or Houston or something like that. So if there's a silver lining to falling a little bit in the first round, it's that you don't have to play for uh, Matt Rule or you don't have to play as a quarterback anyway. Uh, playing offensive tackle for Charles Cross, I mean, it doesn't – you know, it doesn't really matter where he goes because he'll be an offensive tackle and in a few years he'll make a bunch of money and, and all that. As a quarterback, though, you need to be a little bit more choosy. Or I guess you don't get to make the choice. As, as a fan, you should be a little bit more choosy about where he goes because New Orleans and Pittsburgh versus Houston, uh, you know, I think that's pretty clear which one you'd rather him go to. So either way, we'll talk about that tomorrow. Those just came out. But I'll talk about basketball today. People are hot around here about basketball for Ole Miss and for Mississippi State. You've got a couple of huge games. I think tonight's more of an opportunity game. I don't think a loss really does much for State. It's just a a chance to solidify your standing. I think a loss would um, make things a little bit more pressing moving forward. But still, if they lose tonight, they're still on the correct side of the bubble. So I think it's an opportunity tonight. And it absolutely must win. There's no excuses. You have to win. You have to win. You have to win on Saturday. So we'll talk about that as well. And then some really stupid things happening at uh, at Vanderbilt in terms of basketball. We'll get to coming up later. But I'm glad to see you guys. Uh, we've got some bad storms coming potentially later today. I think uh, you, you know maybe they're going to die down some, but apparently we're going to get some pretty nasty stuff uh, maybe later today. So just be careful out there. And it's going to bring a lot of cold weather. So do what you got to do outside today before the weather comes in and makes it pretty brutal after that, like high of 38. You know, what the hell? But either way, I am glad to see you guys. Uh, Don't forget, by the way, to subscribe to the YouTube channel, Michael Borky on YouTube. Subscribe. Follow me on Twitter or Facebook as well. And wherever you get your podcast, Mike in the Morning, or my name should turn up results. Although Mike in the Morning is soon to be futile because it's going to be Mike at night, I guess, or something like, like that. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, let's talk basketball. So, 
How are you feeling? If you're an Ole Miss fan watching in state, we'll start with Ole Miss because they lost last night. State, you got a game tonight. So we'll get to you, state fans, I promise. Um, Ole Miss last night got embarrassed by Missouri. Got, got ab- that, those are Kermit Davis's words, not just mine. And yes, rest in peace, Ron Franklin. We're going to do some stuff on the radio show this afternoon uh, in relation to that, for sure. Um, hopefully going to talk to some people that knew him and, and stuff like that. Uh, get the broadcaster's perspective uh, from from what he meant and all that. Uh, we'll do that later in the show. Um, I'm telling you, man, six degrees of separation become two if you have ties to Mississippi. <laughs> it's it's crazy. But yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but using Kermit Davis's words last night, Ole Miss was embarrassed. Absolutely flat out embarrassed by Missouri. Uh, Missouri is what I thought was the worst team in the SEC going into this game. Um, it almost was non-competitive. That's the issue. They, they were non-competitive. I know they're banged up, like almost has some injuries, uh, but to be completely virtually non-competitive on your home floor against this Missouri team, Kermit Davis used the right word. It's embarrassing. Last night was an embarrassment for Ole Miss basketball, a flat out absolute embarrassment. Uh, the atmosphere was dead. There was nothing to it. Understandably so the team was dead. He cleared his bench with like 10 minutes to go in the second half to try to get a spark of any kind, and that didn't work. You lose the first half by 15 and the second half by 10 again on your home floor against what was thought to be the worst team in the SEC. And regardless of your injury status, and I know that does affect this team. Don't get me wrong. like They they probably would be different if not for a couple of injuries. However, this is not Kentucky. This isn't Florida. I mean, yeah, they have a win over Mississippi State. This isn't Arkansas. This isn't Alabama. This is Missouri. And and this is another loss, especially when you have – your nucleus was there. I mean, Rodriguez has been in your program for a while. Matt Morrell has shown flashes of being really very good. Uh, Nasir Brooks has, uh, I mean, played a lot of Division I basketball in his career. This is his first year at Ole Miss, but, I mean, he's been around and played a lot of basketball. Ty Fagan was a transfer you brought in from Georgia. I mean, Sammy Hunter's been in your program. These are guys that should not get embarrassed the way they did at home against Missouri. You can excuse the the, the midweek loss, or excuse me, the weekend loss, where they played pretty well for a while against Auburn. Auburn's a better team. They've got NBA players on it. They're deeper. They were healthy. I, I can forgive that, and they played well that day. Last night is inexcusable. I know it's basketball, and sometimes you you win games you should not, and sometimes you lose games you should not. But last night was simply embarrassing. It was inexcusable. This team and, and the program right now is in a really bad place. It's in a really bad place. And, uh, of course, the next thing, the very next thing people want to talk about is, so what about Kermit? I saw a lot of fire him, fire him, fire him stuff last night. And, I mean, Corey right here. Kermit's seat is getting mighty hot. It wouldn't take many more of those, and he'd be gone. Um, I don't think that's the case, though. I don't think he's getting fired. I, I really don't. I could be wrong. I know they announced an extension to start the season. I have a feeling that's more in paper only as opposed to like more money and stuff like that. Um, the The four-year contract saves a, a lot of money. For the programs in this state, the the law that prohibits contracts from being over four years. Uh, But it also causes some stuff in recruiting. Sometimes it can anyway. And so they usually extend these contracts out to four years in in a lot of 
it, it can be just really in name only as opposed to like increasing the buyout and pay and stuff like that. So maybe that's what went on here. I, I don't know the details. Those are not public, but that's possibly what that is. Um, I do not believe, though, that he's getting fired. I could be wrong because you've seen it from Keith Carter before. I mean, most people did not expect that they, they wanted it to happen, but most people did not expect Matt Luke to get fired after 2019. Uh, it was the right decision. It was absolutely the right decision. Uh, it needed to be done. That program was dead. Uh, you, you could feel it. It was dead. It was the laughing stock of college football. It was dead. They needed to do it. But Matt Luke was on the recruiting trail when the decision was made. The, uh, Keith Carter, and he's done it with other sports as well. Um, you know, I, I have friends that call him Slim Reaper. Uh, he he has shown you that mediocrity is not going to be accepted there with, with some other decisions. So it, I guess it is possible that it does happen at the end of the year, but I don't think that's going to happen. I really don't. I, I don't think it's time for that yet. What I don't want to hear, though, is excuses about the job. Now, don't get me wrong. Ole Miss basketball is a very difficult job. It uh, It's a tough place to win. It doesn't really have a history of basketball success. Terrence Davis being in the NBA is their only real NBA presence. It's hard. Um, to get players at Ole Miss. The state of Mississippi doesn't produce a whole lot of high-level basketball players, and you share the state with Mississippi State, who has had some recruiting success. Um, but but I don't want to hear that. Well, well there, his competition is able to give money to players that they can't and stuff like that, and the shoe companies and all that. I understand that. And I think that I've got some pretty good perspective on that. I know the job is difficult. It's really difficult. It is not an easy job. But that can excuse consistent losing to Kentucky. That can excuse consistent losing to Auburn, even. Because Bruce Pearl's there. And they had a coach get arrested, and nothing happened to the program. Um, That can excuse losses to those kind of programs. I understand that. I understand that expecting the NCAA tournament every year at a place like Ole Miss is really not something that you should do. It's a difficult job. It's not easy. Other teams in the SEC are more equipped to get players than Ole Miss is. It's tough. But I don't want to hear that when they're losing, when they're getting embarrassed at home by Missouri, when they're losing to Samford, when they're losing to Boise State. It's not that they're losing to Kentucky and they can't get over the the hump in, in Rupp Arena or that Bruce Pearl came in and beat them, or Tennessee's in a better position than them. You can excuse that kind of stuff. That, that Those are the kind of things that I, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about making the tournament every year. That's an unrealistic expectation. The program is not set up for that. But you did invest in a big, beautiful, brand-new building, and your practice facility's nice and well-kept, and there is nothing about Ole Miss basketball that should be losing like this to Missouri at home that should be losing to Samford at home. I understand that basketball, sometimes you lose games. You shouldn't. Well, it was, what was it? Uh, it wasn't Sam Houston state. What, what was the, I can't remember, but Duke lost at home to some nobody a couple years ago. Like it happens, but this is kind of a season's worth of inconsistent play. Last year, they were pathetic offensively, pathetic offensively. And they are that, Yet again, um, 
there has been some misevaluations in in recruiting, and maybe that's part of their limitations. But I'm telling you, man, I don't want to hear those excuses about how difficult of a job it is when you're losing to Missouri and Samford and Boise State. When you're losing close games to Tennessee and Auburn and you're losing to Kentucky and even Florida, I hear you. I don't expect you to be better than Kentucky. I don't expect you to be competitive with Kentucky because of what they do to get players. I, I, I don't think that's realistic at all. But you can have a, a more enjoyable product than the one that they've currently got. You can be more competitive than what they currently are. And Kermit Davis will tell you that. He does tell you that. He said it yesterday in the postgame. So I'm not saying anything that that he wouldn't admit himself, but something's got to give here. Because what happened last night in Oxford is completely and totally and utterly inexcusable. And he himself said that. So I'm not saying anything the coach wouldn't say himself. Do I think it's going to lead to termination this year? I don't. I, I, I don't think those conversations are, are really worth having until the season's over anyway. Because it's not going to happen before the season's over, so it's not worth talking about. Um, we'll see. However, something that Keith Carter can't ignore moving forward um, is apathy. That's the thing, is apathy. Um, for the rest of the season, you're going to have a $100 million arena with a couple thousand people in it, maybe. You've got people that will support the program no matter what, but you can't ignore empty seats. And that's something that I'm sure he noticed last night, and that's something that he'll notice when's their next home game. Uh, Well, this this doesn't count because it's a reschedule. So the Monday game against Florida, I understand that. That was a reschedule. It's Monday at 6 o'clock. That you can excuse. But the Wednesday game against Arkansas, Maybe traveling hogs will save that crowd from being an embarrassment like Auburn did on Saturday. But that's something that Keith Carter can't ignore. It's not that the product isn't great right now because it's not. Um, like I said a few weeks ago, it's not that they're not winning games. It's that they're losing games. And it's there's there's bad, bad, and there's entertaining bad. They're just bad, bad. They're not entertaining bad. They're bad, bad. Um, The offense is stagnant. Um, And yes, some of that has to do with injuries. They don't really have a a primary ball handler right now. It's, I mean, they gave up way too many easy looks at the basket. Missouri beat them. Missouri scored 78 points last night, and they took took seven three-point shots. Seven. They made four of them, but they took seven three-point shots. So they're giving up easy looks at the rim. The offense is tough to watch. They have been banged up. And apathy setting in. And that's something that Keith Carter's really going to have to look at and consider is people stop. Apathy is more dangerous than anger to me. Apathy is more dangerous than anger. And then the, the big problem is because you've got this young nucleus, right? You've got... You've got Brakefield, who has flashed his potential but hasn't really shown it consistently. You've got Ruffin, who's an exciting young player. You've got Morrell, who has shown you that he can be a high-level player, but he's not consistent enough either. But you've got this 
young nucleus of players and Brakefield's already transferred one. So, you know, that's not a question, but you've got to, not only do you have to worry about next season and the players you bring in to help, and luckily the transfer portal's there because you can reshape a basketball roster quickly, but you've got to kind of recruit your own roster as well. The accessibility of the portal is great for a quick turnaround in roster, but it's also not great when you've got good young players on a on a not great team. That's something that you have to worry about. If you're Keith, if you're Kermit and, and the program moving forward, you have to worry about that. Last night was a, that was brutal to watch. It was just brutal. Williams says, "Let's say Ole Miss fires him. I don't think they will. But for this hypothetical, who could they get? The list of names couldn't be that great. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not. I, I hope you don't think I'm just dismissing your your comment, William. I'm I'm always glad you're here. Uh, I don't think you can use that as your reason for for not making a change if that's what you've decided. Now, I don't think they will. Frankly, I don't think they should yet." Um, but well, who could they get? The list probably isn't that good. It's not a reason to make a change if you if you have a dead program. I mean, you've seen others. Uh, I mean, the, these mid majors that, and I know it's different. The SEC is tougher, but you you've got really good, young, exciting basketball coaches coaching places that you could hire. Um, I'll use uh, my my Homer hometown example. Furman's got a really good young basketball coach, and he's coaching a winning program. A good winning program. State fans, you saw it. You saw it in Starkville. They should have beaten you. They should have beaten you. They didn't, but they should have. Um, there are guys that are coaching mid-major programs that would take your job that are really good basketball coaches out there. There are. You could hire somebody. Uh, or, I mean, you could really <laughs> you could really turn this thing on its head and go get, as long as you can clear him, Sean Miller. I think he'd take your job. And you know what you would do? You would get high-level basketball players. (laughs) You may have to worry every day about what's going to happen to you when you get those players, but um, you would get them. I mean, you've got – I know it's uh, like Mike Miller with with Memphis. That's probably not considering what Memphis is, but I think that's more on Penny than anything else. There would be options. There there would be. It would be a risk, no doubt, because it's not the easiest place to win. But I'm telling you, man, there are good coaches running these mid-majors that have good products that are winning basketball, and you could get one of those guys. You could, no doubt. Alexander says, sources, Lane Kiffin coach both football and basketball. Uh, I do think the comparisons between the women's program and the men's program is is a bit disingenuous. Not to dismiss what Coach Yo has done because she's done a remarkable job. She took over a dumpster, an absolute dumpster fire of a program with NCAA sanctions. And she was having to pay, pay play student managers that they gave a uniform to just to have bodies on the floor. Like she took over a dumpster fire and now they're winning. It's a little bit easier to recruit women's basketball when you're a place like Ole Miss, because you can go get a five-star and you don't need boosters help to do it. Quite, quite. I mean, Kentucky is always going to get the five-star, you know, uh, because they have people that are more invested in basketball than uh, than than Ole Miss. So I, I've, I've seen some of those comparisons, and I think that's a bit disingenuous. It's a completely different game. It's a completely different game. Now, she's selling she, – she's 
she recruits well because she relates to the kids and ha- has infectious energy and and they want to play for her because they relate to her really well. So I'm not dismissing her recruiting prowess or anything like that, but it's a little bit easier when in the women's game boosters aren't shelling out a bunch of cash to go get those players. Like you can be just a good recruiter and go get those players. Kermit Davis can be the best recruiter of all time and still never out recruit Kentucky because he didn't have the financial backing. So that's a little bit, dis- not a little bit. I think it's very disingenuous to compare the two right now because the landscape is totally different for both of them. Again, I don't expect Ben Howland and Kermit Davis, neither of them, I don't expect them to be Kentucky or Florida or even Tennessee. There's just some limitations here that prevent that from happening. But you sure as hell should not be getting embarrassed by Missouri on your home floor the way they did last night. William says, Carter knows Ole Miss can't win. He was a part of it. Or Ole Miss can win. He was a part of it. Absolutely. There's there's a difference. Uh, expectations are, are not unrealistic around here. It's just... Have an entertaining, get, you know, give me something to to be entertained by and occasionally make the tournament. That's what people are asking for. Um, and that's not happening right now. And Chase, you nailed it. Quote, not winning, Chase says, gets you on the hot seat. Hard to watch gets you fired. That's, that's a good categorization. And I don't think it's time yet. Again, I'm, it's not a conversation worth having until the end of the season to me. I don't think you're at the, oh, my God, you have to fire him now because it, the team has quit, whatever. Um, they did have Auburn on the ropes a few days ago. So until there's like a complete fall off, like at the end of Andy Kennedy's tenure, also that's something that people shouldn't do. Stop comparing Kermit Davis to Andy Kennedy or, oh, I wish we had Andy Kennedy back. I've seen some people say, I think Andy Kennedy got a bad rap. I think he's a good coach and he's shown you at UAB that he can coach ball, but his team quit on him at the end. There's some revisionist history going on with the end of Andy Kennedy's tenure. That that split had to happen. That team quit on him. They quit on him. And Kermit Davis took a lot of those same players and won with them the next year. So let, let's call that end what it was. Uh, that's a lot of stuff that I've seen and I disagree with. Uh, anyway, for Mississippi State, hey, free shot tonight, I think. I think it's a free shot tonight uh, for you because – no, let me let me rephrase that. I think it's a big opportunity, not a free shot. A free shot is when you play Kentucky. Let me, I accidentally X out of their schedule. Let me pull state schedule back up. Kentucky's a free shot, right? Florida, not so much, because this is a game I think it's winnable for you. Um, I think you can win this game, but if you don't, it's not the end of the world. So what would you categorize that? Opportunity? I think that's the best way to categorize that. Uh, free shot is when you play Kentucky. All right, let's see. So you've got you've got Florida tonight. You've got Ole Miss on Saturday. Yeah, so Kentucky and Lexington on Tuesday, that is a free shot. That is, if you lose, doesn't affect you at all. It doesn't hurt you, whatever. If you win, holy crap, this is the greatest day ever. That's a free shot. Tonight, it's, it's just a major opportunity. A loss to Florida tonight won't kill you. It will not. Uh, you will still... Remain on the correct side of the bubble if you go to Gainesville and lose tonight. Winning on the road is pretty difficult, usually, in the SEC. So there's a big opportunity for State tonight. It's a quadrant one opportunity. Road win. Florida right now is 44 in the net and on the road 
Uh, the top 75 is quad one. I don't expect Florida to drop out of that. So if you win tonight, you get a quad one win on your resume right now. And state right now is only one and one in quadrant one game. So getting an extra quad one win like this would be huge uh, for state tonight. So it's a, it's a big opportunity. I think you fans should, should tune into this game and pay attention and care. But regardless of the outcome tonight, Saturday should be a huge environment, a huge atmosphere, and that's a must win. So I've been on the radio doing it. I've been here doing it, telling you guys over and over and over again, support your team, support your team. They deserve it. They're on the right side of the bubble. The metrics are good, blah, blah, blah. And by the way, State, for what it's worth, is currently 47 in the net. So it's a little bubbly, but they're on the right side of it. A little bubbly, though. Um, Saturday's a must win. So tonight, big opportunity. We'll talk about it tomorrow right here. Um, we'll talk about it regardless of outcome, but Saturday you have to win. And if they don't beat Ole Miss at home on Saturday, because I know there's going to be 7,000, 6,500, 7,000, good crowd, not sold out, but really good crowd in the hump. If you lose that game, then everything you guys said to me is justified. And then we can turn the page and focus on baseball. Fair. That's fair. I think that's what we'll. Uh, I think that's what we'll do. <laughs> so we'll we'll turn the page, and and focus on baseball if State loses to Ole Miss on Saturday because that will be a crater. Two losses to that Ole Miss team will be a crater for you, and uh, we don't need to talk about the tournament anymore. So huge week for State, massive, massive week for State. Uh, opportunity game tonight against Florida. Must win. Must win on Saturday. Brett says, off topic, I would hate to see the copious amount of tweets throughout the season by Pro Football Focus, but JT Daniels to Liberty would be interesting, I think. <laughs> uh, didn't they um, Didn't they already bring in a uh, – I don't know. I, I was going to ask if they brought in a transfer, but let's be honest, I have no idea. Um, you know, I think JT Daniels will be given a better opportunity than Liberty. Uh, I, th- I think they will. And despite what some people try to sell you around here about Liberty – um, that is not a good place to go play football. Sorry, it's not. Um, it's just not. So I think you'll have better opportunities than that, personally. I think you should go to Furman. Go win a championship. Will Dart or Trig go anywhere announcements come today? Um, I do expect there to be some kind of clarity today. I do. Apparently, both Kiffin and uh, Venables were in home either yesterday or very, very recently after their visits concluded. So it's Wednesday. So I guess presumably Kiffin could have gone there on Monday, but they left on Monday. So more likely they were both in home with, uh, with Dart yesterday. It sounds like people don't really know for sure. Uh, where they're going to go. I mean, I, I've seen some stuff written by a particular Oklahoma pay site that I, I wouldn't, I would be embarrassed to pay for if I were one of their subscribers. I, I really would. Like, you guys don't pay for this. You don't pay for the radio. You don't pay for my content, right? So I can use the phrases might, possibly, whatever. And it doesn't matter because you're not paying for it. But if I'm paying $12 a month or whatever the price is for this particular site, and I've got guys saying things like uh, using tweets as a reason to talk about the possibility of momentum shifting 
what the hell are you paying for? And and reporting like that, reporting like that only gives fans false hope that, that is just pulled out of their asses. Sorry for the language, but that's what it is. That's just pulling stuff out of your ass to report on something to, to sound like you're in the know. I, I have seen a lot of that lately. And that doesn't mean he's not going there. It doesn't mean Dart and Trigg aren't going to Oklahoma. But when you use things like on, on a pay board as information, well, there might be some optimism and momentum in Oklahoma's favor, but I don't know. What are you paying for at that point? If if you're looking at tweets and using tweets as a reason to think Oklahoma's got momentum, and by the way, they did the old Miss uniform tweets yesterday, um, that's bad reporting. Reporting. And that that's why fans get so worked up about recruiting is get they get fed stuff like this and slanted interviews and, and all that stuff, and they don't really know what reality is. So as far as I know, uh, we're going to get some some clarity today. And Alexander, no, it's not. I mean, they're, they're not necessarily a package deal. They could absolutely go separate places. Uh, no doubt about that. They could go separate places. Um, it sounds like they want to go to the same place, but if one liked Ole Miss better – and one liked Oklahoma better. One's going to Ole Miss and one's going to Oklahoma. It's probably how it's going to play out. I know people around here are are apparently really optimistic in their chances to to sign him, but apparently people Oklahoma and Oklahoma are as well. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But you guys are paying me, so it's fine. But I, I don't know what they're going to do. The Oklahoma thing for a quarterback makes less sense because they have Dylan Gabriel there already, and that's Levy's boy. Um Jackson Dart is more likely to start right away at Ole Miss than he is Oklahoma. I mean, Oklahoma's room is full. Ole Miss has one guy, and he's not proven at all, with all due respect to Altmaier, but he's not proven anything. Um, so more likely to start is Oxford, but he could just like Jeff Levy more. I don't know. So logic tells you it's going to be Ole Miss, but that's not how this works. <laughs> that's not necessarily how this works. So we'll see. I don't know. I do expect some clarity soon because they got to get in town and enroll in classes if they're going to participate in spring. I mean, they've got to do that like within a couple days. So I expect an answer very, very soon. Yeah, and Ole Miss needs tight end help. Uh, they do. Uh, Trigg would be a big signing. I know they brought in Wolf last year, but he's kind of been banged up and he's inexperienced. But that offense was missing a dynamic tight end this year. You saw that. With all due respect to Casey Kelly, who, you know, it's serviceable, no doubt. He'd be a very quality backup. But as your primary tight end, that's that's just not enough. Not enough for that offense and, and at that level. So we'll see. It may happen today. I don't know. I know that they uh, they did the, the Ole Miss uniform tweets. So now, hey, if I'm doing this right, they tweeted pictures of themselves in Ole Miss uniforms. So Ole Miss has all the momentum now. So, hey. Anyway. Yeah, we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk state basketball tomorrow. Big game tonight, five thirty. By the way, five thirty start in Gainesville. Um, I will miss the entire first half because I'll be at work, like most people during those times. Uh, we'll be doing the radio show while the game's going on, and uh, yeah, we'll talk about that tomorrow. Maybe we'll get some clarity on Dart and Trig, and that'll take you into your Thursday. So, anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. Sorry to be so doom and gloom about your basketball program, Ole Miss fans, but that's kind of the reality. They got embarrassed, and apathy is setting in, and apathy's dangerous. So Kermit's got his work cut out. He's got his work cut out. He's going to save uh, his program. 
So we shall see. Anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. I'll uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow. And uh, don't be good. Don't forget to subscribe and like the video as well. See you tomorrow. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.